Welcome to episode six of the Tough Draw Talks podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hughes. We are coming to you from the Lane Frost booth at the Fort Worth Convention Center for the 2020 Wrangler NFR's Cowboy Christmas. Appreciate you being along for the ride. With today's episode, we are excited to have Cody Rostocki join us. Cody has been such an amazing friend through my journey in the sport and has been a huge contributor to the Tough Draw team. Cody, thanks for being here today, man. How are you? No problem, man. Everything's good, and thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. We'll just start some things off with a little bit of rapid fire here. If you could meet one person, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, man. Uh, Let's just wing it and say Terry Don West. I think he's probably the dragon slayer that I've ever seen in my life. You look at old bull rides and stuff and bulls, and all the old bulls that go unridden, he rode all of them. He might have not have won 47 world champions or anything, but he rode all the buckers. Yeah, that's that would be really awesome. What's your favorite movie? Dazed and Confused. Yeah, you didn't see that coming, <laughs> why? did you? I don't know why, but <laughs> why? I just like that movie. Everybody's young, that's a star now, and it's just good. <laughs> that was that was a left left field throw there. Yeah. That was, okay. What are your hobbies? Man, work, take care of the kids, and hunt. That's all I do. Yeah. What's your favorite of those three? obviously the family yeah i mean there was a right and wrong yeah, answer there. yeah i gotta whoop them every day but we get them on track and it's always good that's great man so two kiddos right yep yep colin's uh, eight and zoe's five awesome santa coming this year every year man every year every year every year what uh what traditions y'all have uh we go to my grandma's every christmas eve every year and then on christmas go to my in-laws so we got to get down pat there's no family arguments everything's good if you could be the best at one thing what would it be oh man i've been the best at so many things that it's hard to just pick one here we go probably dodgeball or something (laughs) yeah (laughs) if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball heck yeah oh my gosh no seriously man if i had to pick something (laughs) pick something uh i would pick a semi-commentating deal where you know sometimes I freeze up or I'll repeat phrases and you don't catch it until you go to listen into yourself and uh-huh. I guess I know it takes all practice about that. to make perfect I know all about that what makes you tick like what gets you going oh, man it used to be bull riding now that I'm not doing it anymore it's it's hunting I would say I mean I love hunting regardless of what it is I like to dabble in everything I mean I went shot an all dad whitetail hunting went on a bear hunt this year I like to travel and see the world still and but just a different perspective. Yeah. And your family gets you going? Just the knowing oh. you're taking care of them? The family stays, and, and I, I like yeah. that I get to mix it. Now that I used to be gone all the time and be alone bull riding, now I take the family hunting or we go do stuff. And, I mean, 98% of my stuff's family-oriented. That's great, man. All right, so NFR 2020 here in Arlington, Globe Life. How's it been? Man, it's been different. Been different? Uh, I mean, you know we're selling – just as many if not more tickets in vegas and even with the protocols yeah and it doesn't look it because everybody's spread out i mean that's just a big place awesome arena and it's had a different effect on riders animals everything yeah well any bold predictions what do you think about what's going on right now with all the races and the standings man there's a lot of things that are close this year i mean with the covid year there just wasn't that many rodeos and where it's usually three or four guys that have a chance at a world title. Now you got all 15 in every event that had a shot. So it's been good watching. Specifically the bull riding, what do you think about what's going on there? You got Ty Wallace riding everything, riding good, winning the world, winning the average now. 
Well, maybe Colton Fritlin's winning no, average. Ty, Ty's Ty ahead right now. Is he yeah. ahead? Okay. Yeah. But you got Ty, Colton, Kai. Sage is still in the mix with ground money counting and bull riding. I mean, one guy can win a round win $80,000, and it puts him right back in the lead. So Sage and the rest of them guys aren't out. That's great. Who do you think is going to take it on? Oh, man. You had to make a prediction. It's it's hard to say. I'd say Ty just because he's confidence is high right now. He's riding a lot of bulls, and there's only two rounds left. So if anybody wants to pass him, they're going to have to pick it up and get something done. Definitely. His, I mean, the – amount of re-ride bulls he's gotten on and still still stuck it to him that's amazing so ty ty's a veteran isn't he he's oh, yeah. a veteran to the sport yeah i mean you say veteran i don't think ty might be 27 <laughs> yeah he's not old by any means i mean but for those guys right up there at the top he's a little he's the he's the veteran isn't yeah he? The grizzled oh yeah you veteran got stetson 1920 <laughs> i mean even sage is a veteran nowadays yeah six times nfr six time champion so it's hard to bet against that guy definitely Again, great to be here at the Lane Frost booth at the 2020 NFR's Cowboy Christmas with Cody Rostocki. 2016 NFR qualifier. How's that sound? Man, I mean, it was a nice year. It was a good year. Uh, and I see these young guys coming to this deal and having the same excitement that I had when you go there and you get giddy and everybody handles it different. We got, I got my first bull road, luckily. And, man, it just broke the ice early. Broke the ice early. And we got guys this year that are still nervous and haven't got one road, and nobody wants to be the guy that got skunked. Yeah. What about in that 2016 NFR, how did that go for you? Do you remember kind of, okay, so you broke the ice with your first one, but then how did two through six go? It went good. I mean, overall, I showed up, and they said my riding percentage was 40%, and I was like, oh, I'm going to make that prove that wrong today we're gonna show y'all something i rode four bulls there out of 10 so i knocked right at 40 percent but i don't can't even remember how much i won you know 50 60 thousand dollars and i mean that's a bunch of money at the end of the day for a poor guy like me and round six i got a the round win and i shared it with garrett it was round Tribble. seven seven wasn't it oh it was round seven yeah it okay. was round seven drew a bull that they never ride of andrews and man me garrett Tribble, and shane proctor all got one road all, I can't even remember what we were, 87 and a half, 88 right there. And we did, that was probably the most memorable bull deal was the victory lap, two of us riding on a horse, and he bucked all the way down there and <laughs> all the way back, and we rode him. There you go. That was almost a bigger achievement than getting the bull road, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm happy because I don't like horses, so it went my way. <laughs> Waco, Texas, boy. Growing up in Waco, how did you get started riding bulls? My dad rode bulls when I was younger. I mean, we've got some practice pins around us. You don't see any bull riders around us anymore, but we got some guys in a belting area, and he rode a little bit. And I think he stopped when he had to take care of us. He kind of just gave up on it and went to work, pay for all our stuff. But just one day, I never had anything to do with it. Turned 13, and I was like, man, Dad, I wanted a high school rodeo. So he took me to the practice pin, asked me to practice for a year before I ever entered a rodeo. So... I went and got on a bull called Popcorn, and he would have tripped on a rock had a rock been in the arena and <laughs> rode him and thought, man, I'm the best there ever was. Nobody can beat me. They pay me good money for this, and the rest is history. That's funny. Did you get any more get on any more Popcorns throughout your career? Man, from day one till the last day, you're getting on Popcorns every now and then. I mean, bulls just don't perform. If you've watched this finals, you've seen that. You get high hopes, and then they let you down. <laughs> So, throughout your career, you were in the CBR, 
You've ridden in PRCA. You've been to, you've been to some PBRs too. Been to some PBRs you? and won some money. And you just, I guess, as a bull rider, you find your niche. You find the people you like best and stick around there. That niche, that community aspect. What is it about rodeo that just kind of drives you down that path and leads you to that community? And how how does that feel for you, somebody that's been in it for a long time? It's weird because you see other sports, football, golf, anything, and they're bad mouthing each other. And I'm not saying it doesn't happen in rodeo, but you see it far and few between. I mean, it's more of a family, and everybody's helpful. I mean, you got hauling partners with you, three or four guys, and if they're broke, you're paying for all their stuff. If you're broke, they're paying for all your stuff, and everybody makes sure you're going down the road. Yeah. What about the fans? Well, the fans, How do the fans play a role in that whole community aspect? The fans are a huge part, and I'd, I'd also like to say I'm sorry for half of our community. I mean, there's not a lot of guys that will go out there and just sign autographs, be people person, but I know who buys the tickets and keeps this going, so thank all y'all for coming. That's great. Yeah, that's one thing I've been really impressed with, getting to know you and watching you at these events and seeing you throughout your career. The way that you're so committed to the fans and you just – you bend over backwards at every turn, and I know, you know, I posted about it, tried to get some fan submissions, but I know personally for me I can share one story of Jacksonville, Texas. Um, can't remember. I guess it was either 17 or 18 at the Nicky Wheeler Memorial. I took my son, Easton, I believe he was four at the time, and, uh, man, it was so cool to just take him behind the shoots with us. I was shooting some pictures and different things like that, but he saw your tattoos and – you remember that? Oh, yeah. He's a superhero fan. I got oh, to show yeah. him all. and You got to show off, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, you remember what you told him about why you have them? I told him because I love superheroes, and I am a superhero. Well, and did, do you remember telling him why you have them? What I tell him? They help you hold on. Heck, yeah. Make your hands stronger. <laughs> and Everybody then, knows that. Danged if you didn't go out and win the event. Man, you get lucky like that sometimes. You get bold, and you'll say some things or do something <laughs> ignorant sometimes, and when you win, it looks great, but there's a lot of times it doesn't, and you just look ignorant. <laughs> well, to this day, you and Eli are the two cowboys and bull riders that he knows and remembers. Good. He, and he always is like, you going to go talk to Rostocki? <laughs> I'm like, yep, Heck yeah. Yeah. Most kids can't even say my name, so that, <laughs> that gets me excited. But I, I like to leave that impression on all fans. I mean, I want every fan to say, yeah, he was ignorant or whatever, but he was a super nice guy and went out of his way to come see me. Man, and just the demeanor that you had at that particular event, I remember you you came out of the first round leading and you drew the bull that they were touting as the rankest at the event, Dirty Little Secret. You knew you were going to get on him. When most guys are over there, head down, pouty look on their face, just game time serious, you were shadow boxing with my son, with Juan Alonzo. Like, oh, yeah. To me, that that just defines every time I've seen you in the arena. How do you do that? Like, how how do you stay so loose? Like in El Paso, I've seen you climb the fence when you know you got more bulls to get on, and you like give fives to people and celebrate. Like, what what is it about that 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 you just have that gear in you? What is that? Yeah, and I don't know. Everybody's got their own thing where they, you know, like you said, be serious back there, not talk. Some people are nonchalant you don't know what they're thinking other people are joking like myself and I think if I get tight and don't talk or anything I get nervous and I like to go talk and stay loose and calm cool collective and at the end of the day the fans get me excited when they're cheering for me like I went and slapped all their hands next time they cheered 10 times harder for me 
And then when I won the event, they all come back there and tried to hug me. And you had take the whole Casa Ford section screaming. Yep. So that's a big <laughs> deal to me. I mean, I get off on the fans being excited, and that's awesome. That's, that's so cool, man. So media for you, the, the ability, you know, your ability with the fans, your ability to interact with people, you and I have discussed this sometimes, but what is it when you were a writer – Aside from the fans being important, what was it about media and being accessible and, you know, what was what was your goal with that? Why? Because, you know, a lot of bull, bull riders don't really cling to the whole media thing, but why, why for you was that a priority? Because someone has to promote the sport. And, I mean, I want to put a good, a good flip on it where everybody's like, oh, man, that guy's fun whatever it was, you know, smart, articulate, whatever I had to say or do, where it made them want to come again or look at bull riding different. I mean, you look at old movies or you look at something and they just hear, you know, drinking, fighting, chasing women, something like that, and that's not what it is at the end of the day. I mean, it's got a lot of things going. Bull riding needs another good movie, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, they could hit it from 40 aspects, but y'all got a good one going. Yeah, well, we'll figure it out for sure. When your career ended, did you did you know in that moment that your career that you were going to walk away from the sport? Talk like in that moment when it happened. Talk about the ride a little bit and what you know what Man, played out. Where were you? I can't even remember. Waxahachie, Texas, and went over there, got on a bull, and got a re-ride, got on another one, and you know it wasn't even a bad wreck or anything. I just come off and. He hit me right in the face, like almost in my forehead. And I fell down and was paralyzed for a little bit and couldn't move. And I was telling him, y'all just dragged me out of here because the bull was still in there. <laughs> so I'm talking to the bullfighters and stuff. And they get the bull out and they come to me and I really can't move. And they're like, all right, we're going to get him out. And luckily the EMTs were kind of slow. So the bull riders picked, or the bullfighters picked me up and got me under each shoulder and picked me up. And when they did that, you know, I don't know if it elongated my spine or what happened, but that's when motion and movement started coming. And it could have just shell-shocked me for a second. But, man, I sat back there for a while, and from my neck down just tingled my whole body, kind of like when you get cold and then you put your hands in hot water and it just burns and tingles. If anything touched me, the wind blew, I would just lock up and have T-Rex arms. I mean, that's the way it was. And the wife, they were going to take me to the hospital, and I was like, no, I'll have my wife take me at home being hard-headed. So they took me and told me I really didn't break anything. I just, my spinal cord inside there, in my spine, it smashed it down. So it almost, instead of being, yes, instead of being a circle now, now mine smashed a little bit. And they told me it's almost like getting knocked out. Once you, once it happens once, it can happen more. So that's the way they explained it to me. So wait three or four days, go to the doctor. And uh, stuff's still tingly. I mean, arms, hands. To this day, my hands still tingle a little bit. To this day. Yeah. And it's not bad. I don't know if I've gotten used to it or if it's just gone away a little bit. But, man, I go to the doctor. My buddy takes me. And I kind of had a feeling. You know, like I said, everything's messed up, tingling. And he said, well, bull riding's done. That was the first thing he said when he walked in. And Had that ever happened before? No. Well, I say that. Doctors, they kind of like to go left field on you and tell you to stop it but i also went to a place where i knew the doctors knew some people and they sent me to the right person so they told me that and we walked through it and i mean i went and got a second opinion just to get one but 
man, it's easier with a family nowadays. When I was a young buck, I was ignorant, and that wouldn't have scared me. I'd have still got on, but nowadays, you know, can't hold the kids, can't hold the wife, can't pinch her on the butt. I mean, those are things I'd have missed dearly. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, but, you know, you have stuck with the sport, though. Like, even after you've gotten out of it and you retired, uh, I know you did a little bit of announcing, and then now, you know, now you're with the PRCA. Yep, full riding director, and I took that position because I thought I could do a good job at it even though the Bulls this year, you might think otherwise. But, man, thought I could do a good job, and and I still think I can, and we're getting stuff moving in the right direction, trying to do better for the sport and leave it better than I got here. Is that what it's all about for you with, with everything you do with sport, just trying to improve it and leave it better than you found it? I think the sport, life, everything's like that. Like, I had an awesome dad, awesome family growing up, and I tried to be a better dad than my dad was. Not because he was a horrible dad, but just because I want to – do the best for my kids and level up and if that keeps going i mean the world's just going to be better so i do the same thing with sport rodeo if i think there's someone that comes along that'll do an awesome job and do better than me i let them take the position and they can roll on definitely so what has 2020 been like for you it's been easier as the bull riding director work wise i worked at home the wife worked besides finding someone to watch the kids it didn't change really covid lifestyle for me but um, if we're going bull riding wise, we're cutting events in half. Less bull rides for you to watch, huh? Less bull rides, <laughs> but you know now we got the Cowboy Channel and everything, so I don't even have to go to many rodeos anymore. I can watch it all from home, and yeah. I still went to Extreme Bulls and bigger rodeos and stuff to check out the bulls and get a feel for everybody, show my face, let them know I'm still around. But Cowboy Channel really has made it easy. What's your goals moving forward? Twenty twenty. <laughs> You know, going into 2021, beyond, professionally, personally? Oh, man. Personally, hang out with my family. Build that just like anybody else. Keep my wife happy. She she sees my ignorant ways every day, and she hasn't got tired yet. So, Bless that all, woman. Yeah, that's Bless always her. good. That's always good. But the kids are doing great. They're getting bigger. I'm glad. I miss some stuff when I was rodeoing. You know, I'd be gone three months in the summer, and I'd miss a lot of the kids growing up. So I am glad to be around now. It Stuff just kind of works out sometimes. Lord watches out and pushes it in the right direction. So I'm not missing stuff, getting to go to T-ball, see all that stuff. Uh, family's doing great. And then rodeo-wise, like I said, just leave it better than we have. That's Whether that's trying to get more money added to the sport, new events, uh, get a good spin media-wise to get more fans in the stands to make rodeos bigger. I mean, anything. Rules change, whatever that needs to be done. Yeah. No, and I feel like you're doing a great job. And, you know, with the family thing, that's always been something that I really, really respect about you and appreciate a lot. Um, like I said, I mean, we've already talked about what you did for my son, and you ended up signing your back number that night and giving it to him. I know he was asking for the big check. He thought that was cool. But. Heck, yeah. Well, the kids <laughs> like that. <laughs> I got those in a room at the house. All. There ain't many of them, but it looks cool when you come in the house. Uh, well, Cody, again, we really, really are happy to have you here. We're in the Lane Frost booth at the Fort Worth Convention Center. Let's jump into a couple fan questions. So, Lindsay, which you know who Lindsay is. Yep, your boss. Oh, yeah, my <laughs> boss. She said... What was your pre-ride ritual, or did you have one? 
Oh, man. I don't think I really had one. Stay loose, cool. You know, I always listen to music back there, so I guess you could put that in that category. You know, always said the same prayer back there. Uh, tried to get, you know, other people to pray, get it going. But besides listening to music, stay loose and cool, I don't think I really had a pre-ride ritual. Yeah, your faith's always been really important to you, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. Especially I mean, with your rodeo and Rodeo, just in family, general. anything. Anything yeah. that good has ever happened to me in life, I know comes from the Lord. So, like this, this could have been a deal that paralyzed me for the rest of my life and they all asked me the next day you know like I said everything was tingling and everybody's like oh you worried about it and I said I haven't worried about anything this far in life and the Lord's take care of me I'm not going to start now yeah oh amen to that so Bryce we had Bryce on the podcast how many times has he saved your butt I mean I don't have a belt long enough to put some notches (laughs) on it I mean, I rode bulls good, but I got off terrible sometimes. Oh, you so. did. <laughs> yeah, you did. And bullfighters know, hey, we're going to have to save this guy today because he's going to – and I think it all accumulates to trying hard. I wasn't going to buck off, so I tried hard, and usually that gets you off under one every now and then. Uh, describe your riding style a little bit. You and I have talked about your riding style and the way you kind of – you yep. used your knees and kind of – you call it monkey up on one. But yep. explain that. Man, it – different riding styles ride different bulls and i would say my riding style rode them bulls that are up and down and have a lot of kick you can knee up get out over one and it almost takes the power away from them rather than keeping your legs all the way down and riding like that those that works better for those fast spinners that are smaller bulls or just get to going but i liked big bulls even though i said they scared me every time i got on one i liked big bulls and when they bucked hard it just fit me better so dale asks What's your most memorable moment with a fan? Oh, man. Uh, I know you have a lot of them. Yeah, and I have stuff, (laughs) a lot of stuff like your son and everything else. And there's a fan in Louisiana that she came to the rodeo every year to Tufts Bull Riding for four years, I think. And then one year they told me they weren't going to come, so I went and got them tickets and got it all done. And (laughs) she's always, I mean, she to this day she keeps up with me, and it's a good deal. That's phenomenal. Someone asks, what is your favorite thing to do with your kids? Oh, man. You'd think wrestling as much as we do it around the house (laughs) and everything. Uh, My kids are wild and ignorant, whether it's playing games or being outside, hunting, fishing. I've got pictures of us four deep in the blind, me, the wife, and the kids. and The wife's reading a book. The kids are on an iPad. But when the deer come out, everybody's got their head out the window looking. So I like to – I don't want to push them towards anything, whether it's rodeo or – anything in life i let them have kind of the reins but i like to introduce them to everything and give them a chance so one thing that i found interesting getting to know you you and i've talked about this you'll probably kill me for saying this on the podcast you read a lot don't you oh yeah man i'm educated <laughs> i mean i got a bookshelf of probably thousand books on it and but not many people know that and you wouldn't guess it about me but <laughs> that's why i have the good vocabulary i'm not just being grandiloquent over here <laughs> oh, yeah gosh, that's here to we use go. big words try here to sound we smart. Go. yeah all right i'm gonna keep going because i don't even know what that means <laughs> jacob knapp asked give a shout out to old jacob there oh yeah are you wearing your bringing the heat buckle right now because if not you should be no i don't have it on but i do think my son has it on his belt oh there you yep. see that's even better yeah that's so. even better it gets passed around the family. Everybody just picks something off the shelf and sees what's working. <laughs> Another fan asks, what do you miss the most about bull riding? I do miss the hanging out with the contractors or like people like yourself that are you see at rodeos all the time, you get to hang out with, you've you built a relationship with, you know them good. That's probably the biggest thing is I do miss seeing those people, and that's why I still go to a bunch of rodeos. 
And that's probably the best thing about Tough Edeman's bull ridings is, man, everybody wanted you to ride because if you rode, it helped their bull win. I mean, Tough wanted you to ride. The fans, everybody was on your side. Old Tom Baker over there wants you to ride every time, doesn't he? And he cussed me just as much if I bucked (laughs) off. So, yeah, but Tom's good people, and it's just – that's probably my biggest well, deal that well, I Well, man, missed. I didn't know you felt that way. I can drive down 35, and we can hang out more yeah. if you want. Well, you, you just come buy ask. me lunch anytime. Hey, Fazoli's <laughs> it is? Yeah. A shameless plug for Fazoli's. <laughs> uh, so Sam over there, Sam wants to know, hat versus helmet. I'm a helmet, you, yeah. Yeah, you're a helmet guy. Why and how do you make that decision? I'm a helmet guy, and I'll say that when I turned 13 and wanted to ride bulls, my dad made me. So okay. I started with one. I never <laughs> got on anything without a helmet, so I don't know any better. Okay. I mean, but then I, I'm also been known to be that guy that when I got in a bad situation, I'd take a hit to the face to still try to ride the bull. So I wasn't going to try to switch years <laughs> later because I know I'd still be that guy. That's great, man. So, Cody, anything else you'd like to say to your fans or just the fans of the sport in general, especially being an ambassador for the PRCA like you are right now? Man, the only thing I can say is rodeo's fun. Y'all come buy a seat, hang out, come back there, and if I'm there, I will come see you or we'll send some contestants into the stands because where there's, we're 50-50 on the guys that will come up there, those other 50% that will come up there will do an awesome job and come up, hang out, sign some autographs, and make your day good. Very cool. Well, Cody, obviously, as we talked about, it's been a pleasure getting to know you over the last couple years, and I look forward to seeing what you do to continue to grow the sport further. So thank you so much for being here. Again, thank you all for listening. Cody, where can people find you on social media? Man, follow not, along with what you got going on. I'm not on. the best on getting on there, but I, I do have a face. That. Yeah, I do have a Facebook and Instagram, and if you ever message me or need anything. Anybody, feel free, and I'll try to help any way I can. He'll respond in a couple of days. Yeah. And also, follow along with us on social media at Tough Draw and at Tough Draw Talks for more episodes of our podcast as we continue to bring y'all closer to the rodeo community. Until next time, everyone, enjoy the ride.